0: Welcome to Victor Christian Center's audio podcast. We hope this message encourages you and we look forward to connecting with you on social media or FCCFMD.com. I'm so thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning and I'm glad that I get to be here with you today. We're going to press play series that we've been working on through the month of February and so as I was praying this week I said Lord what's a, a way to go out with a bang for this series what's something that we can really look at as how we can activate our faith and so the Lord led me uh, to 1st Chronicles and so we're going to turn there this morning 1 Chronicles chapter 4 going to be on the screen uh, in the Berean Study Bible, but I'm going to read it out of the New American Standard. So if you're following along, get a little confused, that's why. Uh, but 1 Chronicles chapter 4, and we're going to begin with verse number 9. Scripture says in 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 9, that Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. It says his mother named him Jabez, saying, because I bore him With pain. What a name to have. Verse 10 says, Now Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my border, that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And God granted him what he requested. Isn't that a beautiful promise God granted him what he requested. And so we see in 1 Chronicles beginning with the first chapter, we see this genealogy. We see this outline going from generation to generation and you kind of go through that. I was doing Bible with Darren the other week at school and we were going through some of the Old Testament books and he said, "Is that another begat you know, there's so many begats in the Bible, so-and-so begat so-and-so, but it's all important. All scripture is inspired, given by inspiration of God, right? And so it's in there for a reason. But as we look through the beginning of First Chronicles, we see this genealogy starting with Adam and going on down the line. And so we come to chapter 4 and we look at the lineage of a man named Jabez. But what's so interesting here is that out of everyone listed in this lineage of her and Asher, we have more information on Jabez than anyone, and it's actually not a whole lot of information. This is all we get. This is all that's recorded here about who this man was. And so what we know about him is that his mother, he had a mama, and she named him Jabez because she said, he bore me pain. He bore me so much pain. And your mama called you pain. Called you sorrow. Imagine calling him for dinner. Sorrow, it's time to come eat. Pain, where are you? It's time for you to go to bed. I mean, just imagine this poor kid. But this is what we know about Jabez. And so we don't know the reason she called him this. We don't know if she had pain and she had a difficult childbirth. We don't know that there was a painful situation that led to his birth. We, we don't know why she named him this, but we do know that that's what she called him. And so now this baby's life has been marked by pain and it's been marked by sorrow. That's, that's what we know. And I think every time that Jabez heard his name, it was almost a reminder of pain was a reminder of sorrow because names in scripture, when they were given, we talked about this in our ladies' Bible study yesterday, they were very significant. So you named a child prophetically because of what you wanted them to become. So if you named your child pain and sorrow, well, what do you think they're going to carry through their life? And so this is where we find Jabez. This is what we know about his name. But we're given one little piece of information about who he was. We're given a picture of, of his relationship with the Lord, and we see a prayer that he prays. And I think that perhaps the reason Jabez prayed this bold prayer was maybe to rise above the pain and the sorrow that he was constantly reminded of. He was just, he was sick and tired of being sick and tired, right? He wanted just a little bit more. God, I'm gonna step out, I'm gonna activate my faith, I'm gonna press play, and I'm gonna pray boldly. You know, there's this process that you and I go through in life whenever we're faced with adversity. It's called growing pains. How many of you like those growing pains? They're stretching, aren't they? We go through those seasons of adversity and the Lord stretches uh, us. Scripture tells us that we should be joyful in those trying times, right? Because it's a trying of our faith that produces Patience. But none of us like that process. We don't like having to go through that stretching process. And so I wonder that maybe Jabez was not only constantly reminded of the pain that came with the name that his mother gave him, but just maybe Jabez carried this burden on himself, thinking that he was the cause of someone else's pain. Now, you and I do this in our lives sometimes, don't we? We carry these burdens upon ourselves. For things that are completely out of our control. And we think, I did this. Or if I would have done this, this wouldn't have have turned out that way. And we plague ourselves with those things and we carry them around and it weighs us down, doesn't it? And maybe Jabez was kind of feeling that way. It's because of me that my mom endured pain. It's my fault. And so maybe Jabez was walking through this. And he realized that the only way he was going to rise above it was to seek intervention from the Lord. Well, where does this take us? What does this have to do with pressing play and activating our faith? Jabez did something here that you and I should become more familiar with. He prayed a very bold prayer. And as we've talked throughout this entire series that when we pray bold prayers, God does big things. But we pray, and we pray expecting. And so Jabez begins his prayer in verse 10, and scripture tells us that he called on the God of Israel. He called on Jehovah. He calls on the one true God. And he says, oh, then you would bless me. Now I want to stop here for a minute because this is incredibly significant. I want to take you back. For just a moment to Genesis chapter 22 and what we find in Genesis chapter 22 is a promise that the Lord gave to Abraham Genesis 22 verse 17 the Lord spoke to Abraham and he said indeed I will greatly bless you and I will greatly multiply your seed as the stars of the heavens and as the sand which is on the seashore and your seed shall possess the gates of their enemies There is something in scripture, particularly in the Old Testament, that is so significant about a father's blessing. We know that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, they give blessings to their children. And in Genesis 22, we see a blessing from the Lord, from our father to Abraham and all of his descendants. If we look in Romans chapter 8, we see a blessing, a blessing that is for us. Because you see, the reason in scripture that the blessing, the Father's blessing was so significant is that oftentimes that final blessing to his children involves an inheritance. How many of you are thankful for an inheritance? Or some of you are saying, "Oh, there's a lack thereof, but I'm going to trust, Lord, that you're going to increase it anyway. There is an inheritance, and that's why it was so significant. But if we look in Romans chapter 8, scripture says, if we are children, you and I, then we are heirs. We're heirs of God, and we are co-heirs with Christ. It goes on to say that if we indeed share in his sufferings, in order that we may share in his glory. So because we are heirs of God, because we're children of God, we are co-heirs with Jesus. That means, guess what? We have an inheritance. Maybe you didn't have a physical inheritance left to you on this earth, but you have a heavenly inheritance. You have a kingdom inheritance because you are co-heirs with Christ. So what is our inheritance as children of God? It is everything that is promised to us through our salvation in Jesus Christ is what we inherit. Everything that Jesus bought with his death, burial, and resurrection is yours if you just put your trust in who he is. Isn't that an amazing promise, an amazing inheritance that we have from our Father? Charles Spurgeon once said, The inheritance that God has given us to enjoy in Christ Jesus is exceeding broad, but we limit ourselves. He goes on to say that all we can think or desire is ours in the covenant of grace. There are immeasurable breadths and lengths, but we confine ourselves to close quarters. Truly, he says, there is very much land yet to be possessed. It's endless possibilities. The inheritance that we have under the covenant of grace. And I believe that Jabez understood the significance of that patriarchal blessing. And that's why he approaches the God of Israel. And he says, oh, that you have blessed me. bless me, Lord. He understood something about being a child of God. That there's an inheritance that comes from our father. And Jabez wanted part of that inheritance. And he said, Lord, I want you to bless me. I'm ready to receive all that you have for me. If you remember the story about Jacob going to his father, Isaac, he disguised himself as his brother Esau. Why? Because he wanted his father's blessing. And so he disguises himself and he comes into Isaac and Isaac touches his skin and he feels and he smells like Esau. And Jacob says to his father, Give me your blessing. It's Kind of what we're seeing here with Jabez. He says, Lord, Give me your blessing. I want that inheritance. I want all that you have for me. To bless is to convey the favor of God. It's the idea of imparting a supernatural favor. But if we look at this word in the Hebrew, to bless is the idea of bending your knees to invoke a blessing from the Lord. And I think that this is the posture that Jabez was in. He bowed himself down before the Lord of creation and said, Lord, I want your blessing. Jabez doesn't just say, oh, Lord, bless me. He says that you would bless me indeed. Bless me indeed. One pastor said to say, Lord, bless me indeed, is like putting five exclamation points at the end of the sentence. Lord, I want your blessing, but I want it abundantly. Jesus came so that you would have life and you would have it. Abundantly, God, I want all that you have for me, is the prayer of Jabez. Bless me indeed. In his book on the prayer of Jabez, Bruce Wilkinson said, when we ask for God's blessing, we're not only asking for more of what we could get for ourselves. We don't want just what we can obtain. God, we want what you can only give to us. He goes on to say, as God's chosen, blessed sons and daughters, we are expected to attempt something large enough that failure is guaranteed unless God steps in. That's where the prayer of Jabez comes into play. Lord, I want you to bless me indeed. Bless me abundantly so the things that are going to happen are things that only you could do. That's what I'm asking you for. Well, not only does Jabez say, Lord, I want your abundant blessing, He says, I want you to enlarge my territory. Enlarge my territory. The word enlarge in the Hebrew, it means to extend or increase. It's the idea of multiplication. We could see the psalmist in Psalm 119. He said, I shall run the way of your commandments for you will enlarge my heart. Isn't that a nice thing to think about on Valentine's Day? Lord, enlarge my heart. Give me a greater love for, for my brothers and sisters. The psalmist said, you've enlarged my heart. But then we can look at Deuteronomy chapter 12. It's kind of an interesting passage. Deuteronomy chapter 12 verse 20, the law of the sanctuary is being given and this particular verse deals with the diet of the Israelites and what they were and were not allowed to eat, for specifically pertaining to meat. But there's something that's hidden in this verse and I want to pull it out today. It says, when the Lord your God extends your border as he has promised you. Now as the law is being given, this has to deal with what they could and could not do. But Moses says, when the Lord extends your border. Notice Moses says, when he extends it, not if. When he increases, when he extends, when he enlarges your territory as he promised you. Moses is saying, this is what God's going to do because this is what he promised. So Jabez is saying, Lord, bless me indeed and enlarge my territory. Bring me increase multiply things in my life. This could have meant a number of things. Jabez could have been saying, Lord, I want you to increase my finances. I want you to increase my family. Maybe he wanted a wife. We don't know. Lord, increase my my children. Maybe he was praying that God would increase his land and increase his herds. But perhaps... James was praying for the blessing of the Lord so that the Lord would increase his sphere of influence. So I want to camp out there for a minute what that looks like to increase your sphere of influence. And we're going to jump over to Isaiah chapter 54. In Isaiah chapter 54, verses 2 and 3, scripture says, Enlarge the site of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not hold back. There are some versions that say spare no cost. It goes on to say lengthen your ropes and drive your stakes in deep for you will spread out to the right and left. Your descendants will dispossess the nations and inhabit the desolate cities. Well what does this verse mean? What does this passage have to say? Well, We can look at it I believe in two ways. To enlarge your tent means that you're going to make room for more people. Right? You gotta have a, a bigger tent. And what happens when we make room for more people in our lives, when we enlarge our sphere of influence, we're stretched just a little bit, aren't we? Because how many of you know that people can and will stretch you? Sometimes it feels to the nth degree. So we, we have to remember and, and something that is, is a, A spiritual truth to us scripture tells us that to whom much is given much is required so when we pray for increase we're also asking for more responsibility and so enlarging my tent I'm gonna make room for new people in my life I'm gonna expand my sphere of influence but I think secondly what we can see from this verse is that what happens when we enlarge the site of our tent and we drive our stakes in deep is that we strengthen our tent. We strengthen our tent. If you've ever been camping, And you put up a tent, but you don't drive those tent pegs into the ground and a big wind comes along, you're in trouble. Because your your tent's going to go flying, floating down the river. Or it's going to move around a whole lot because it's going to shift. You have to drive your tent pegs in deep enough so that it holds you firm. It keeps you secure. So strengthen my tent peg. Don't just enlarge it, but strengthen my tent pegs. And so if you're going to enlarge your tent now you have to bear with me this morning I borrowed this from our nursery upstairs and it fell apart on me today so I wouldn't be a very good uh, tent maker. If you have a tent and you set it up but you fail to enlarge the tent pegs, you're not going to have very much room to move, are you? If you set up a tent and you don't enlarge your tent pegs, then the chances of your tent collapsing are that much greater. But if you enlarge your pegs, if you stretch out your tent, you're not only making room for new things, you're strengthening yourself. You're securing yourself, driving those pegs in Deep in the New American Standard, this verse says, enlarge my border. And I think that some of us within our hearts have to say, Lord, I need you to enlarge my border because I'm a little too content in my comfort zone. And so Jabez is praying a very bold prayer. He's saying, Lord, I want you to bless me indeed. And I want you to enlarge my border increase my sphere of influence make more for room in my life more room for you to do what you want to do I don't want to close you in I want to give you all the liberty to do whatever it is you want to do in my life I'm not going to put you in a box I want to give you the freedom to do whatever it is you have to do in me bless me Lord but open my heart enlarge my heart so that you can do what you need to do in my life But then he goes on and he says, Lord, enlarge my border that your hand might be with me. I think this is so important and it's critical for us as we pray those bold prayers. He's saying, Lord, I want you to bless me and I want you to bring increase into my life. And I realize that it's probably going to stretch me a little bit. So, Lord, I'm going to need your help. Lord, this is what I want. But I can't get there unless you stand on the I can't get there unless you're going to help me. In Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, Scripture says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will also help you. I will also uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. In Scripture, the idea of being at the right hand is to be in a place of honor. This is why we read that Jesus is now seated at the right hand of the throne of the Father. This reverence in Isaiah refers to the power of God, and it's a picture of his strength and authority. Carry me, Lord, with your power and your strength and your authority to do the things that you've asked me to do. I'm gonna make room for you to do them, but I need you to guide me every step of the way. He goes on and he says that your hand might be with me, that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. And as I read this verse this week, I just kind of got hung up on that last little portion, that you would keep me from harm, that it may not pain me. Remember the meaning of Jabez's name? It means pain. So maybe, just maybe, Jabez would say, Lord, I need you to keep me from myself. <laughs> I need you to protect me from myself. Because how many of you know that we can be our worst enemy? We can be our worst critic. We can talk ourselves into a pit of doubt and despair and anxiety because we replay every little thing over and over and over in our minds and we just won't let it go. And so just maybe, Jabez knew that he was an imperfect man and he said, Lord, I want to see you do something in my life because I'm not going to be able to do this on my own. Keep me from harm that it may not pain me. He prays that the Lord would keep him from evil. He's saying, Lord, I'm asking you to increase my sphere of influence, but I realize in enlarging my territory that I'm going to encounter a lot of new things along the way. So I need you to protect me from the evil that I'm going to encounter. Guide me in the midst of those things and keep me from harm's way. And so while does praise for blessing and increase, I, real, I think he realized that there were some things that were going to accompany that. There was some more responsibility that was going to be required on his part. There were some people that he was going to have to encounter that were going to stretch him and he needed the Lord's grace to deal with them. He realized that he was, going to, he was going to need more accountability in his life. And so he petitions God for these things and he understands that when God answers this prayer, it is such a large prayer that it's going to be all for the glory of God. No one else is going to be able to take any credit for this. It's all for for the glory of God. You know, I, I think that those are the prayers that God likes to hear. Because I think James understood that, Lord, I'm asking for something that I am completely incapable of doing myself. But I'm going to trust that you're going to do it. And when you do, you're going to get all the glory for it. There's a quote I read this week that says, we dream so big that only God can fulfill it. Those are the kinds of dreams that we want to have. So that he gets all the glory. And so Jabez is asking for big things. He's praying bold prayers. He's activating his faith. And then scripture tells us at the end of verse 10, that God did what? He granted all that Jabez requested. He didn't say, well, Jabez, I'm just going to give you this. I'm going to make a little bit of this. He granted it all. He received the Lord's blessing abundantly. The Lord enlarged his territory. The Lord was with him. We don't know in what ways the Lord blessed him. We don't know how the Lord enlarged his territory or his sphere of influence or expanded his borders. All that we know and all we really need to know is that God fulfilled his promise. God came through with his word. He listened to Jabez and he answered his prayer. And something that you and I can take from this is that when you and I inquire of the Lord, he cares enough about us to answer us. When you look at this word granted in the Hebrew, it's a tiny little two-letter word, and it means to come in. And as I looked over that, I thought, Lord, what does this have to do with you granting the request that someone made of you? To come in. And the more that I thought about it, I thought, you know, Scripture tells us that we cast all our cares on him because he, what, he cares for us. And so, essentially, what this verse is saying is that the Lord cared enough about Jabez. To come in and invade his space. He cared enough to come in and take care of what mattered to Jabez. And the Lord cares enough about you and I to come into our life. That's why he sent Jesus, so that we could bridge that gap. He's a relational God, he didn't want to be separated from us for all of So he sent his son to bridge the gap so that we could be with him so that he could come in to our space. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He came to be with us. The Lord granted his request. He came in. Scripture gives us some amazing examples of things that the Lord grants to us. We can see one of them in Psalm chapter 85 verse 7. We see that the Lord grants us his salvation. How many of you are thankful for the salvation of the Lord? Secondly, we see in Acts chapter 5, verse 31, that he grants us repentance and forgiveness of sins, which leads us to our salvation. Aren't we thankful that he's a forgiving God? We see thirdly in Acts chapter 7, verse 25, that he grants deliverance. This is the God that we serve. From the life of sin that we were born into Because he wants to come in To your life And so maybe this morning You're not quite ready to pray The prayer of Jabez Because maybe this morning you need his deliverance Maybe you need his forgiveness Maybe you need his salvation Scripture assures us That he is faithful And just to forgive us Our sins and to cleanse us From all unrighteousness Not just a part of it all of it, every single little bit of it. He's faithful and just. And so we're going to give you a moment and just an opportunity, whether you're here or you're watching us, to do that. But maybe for some of us this morning, it's time that we challenge ourselves to press play. It's time that we challenge ourselves to activate our faith and pray bold prayers, prayers like Jabez prayed. Lord, bring increase. I want your blessing in my life, but I want you to expand my borders. I want you to take off every limitation. I want you to take off every boundary that I've put up so that I have room to expand my life for more of you, for more of your kingdom, for more of your glory, for more of your goodness. God, I want my life to be a living example of your faithfulness, of your deliverance, of your grace to those in the world around me but God I can't do it without you so you gotta make room for it in my life God I need you to do something maybe it's time for us to say God I need you to work in my life I need you to pull those pegs out a little bit because I'm I'm holding on to some things that I need to let go of but God I want to make room for you to move in my life I want to make room for you to move in me me and then I invite you to stand if you would with me this morning with every head bowed and every eye closed maybe you're here maybe you're watching and this morning is time to surrender my heart to Jesus I need his deliverance I need His salvation in my life today scripture tells us if we confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead that we will be saved so maybe today Is your day of salvation. And you say, Lord, I need you to forgive me. I believe you went to Calvary in my place. Three days later, you rose from the grave to give me that abundant life, that eternal life. So would you come into my heart today? Would you cleanse me, restore me, make me white as snow? Lord, I trust you. And I turn over the reins today. Would you take control of my life? We believe that when you pray that simple prayer that God invites you into his family, But maybe you're here this morning. And you said, Lord, I want your blessing in my life. And God, I want you to increase my sphere of influence. I need you to enlarge my territory, enlarge my borders. Take the the limits off of my heart so that I can do more for your kingdom. There's an old chorus. It says, if you can use anything,
1: Lord. You can use me if you can use anything, Lord. You can use me. So take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak through me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. To make that your prayer, to pray. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. So take my hands, Lord, and my feet. Touch my heart, Lord, speak through me. If you can use anything,
0: Lord,
1: you can use me.
0: And this morning god is humble servants lord we we kneel with that posture that Jabez had that said Lord i want to invoke your blessing in my life i want to see increase but lord i need you first god i need your hand to guide me I need you to keep me in the midst of the evil that's surrounding me I need you to carry me through this so Lord this morning we humble our hearts before you and we said Lord we want your blessing but God we need your grace and we need your strength to carry us Lord I pray for each person under the sound of my voice this morning That, Lord, every wall that they've placed in their heart, in their mind, that, God, piece by piece, you would begin tearing those things down so that you can rebuild and restore and refresh and revive who you have created them to be. Lord, that you would enlarge their territory to make room for more of what you want to do in their life. God, we stand today expecting you to do great things because that is who you are. You are able to do exceeding, abundantly, above all that we could ever imagine. And so, God, we step out in faith today. And we say, Lord, we're ready. We want to see your blessing. We want to see your increase. God, enlarge our tent pangs. Lord, I pray this morning that you would enlarge the tent of Victory Christian Center. God, enlarge, increase our territory, increase our network, increase our sphere of influence for your kingdom and for your glory. God, that many souls would come to the saving knowledge of your grace because, Lord, we want to make room for them. Father, I thank you today that you're the God who comes in. You're the God who can invade our space. And we thank you, Lord, that you stand at the door and you knock. And so, Lord, this morning, we want to open the door and say, come in. Come in and have your way. God, do what you want to do. We put it into your hands and we lay it before you today. We thank you, God, for all that you are. We thank you that you're faithful. We thank you that you're good. But most of all, God, we thank you that you love us. You are such a good, good Father to us. And we thank you for it this morning. Father, I pray your blessing and I pray your favor over those that are here today. That Lord, as they leave this place, that your presence would go before them. That you would lead, guide, and direct them each and every step of the way. Bless amen. their fellowship. Bless their inter, inner workings and interactions. This week we ask in Jesus' name. And God's people said amen. 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 Friends, we love you. We're thankful for you. Please make sure you get some Valentine hearts on the way. Because if you don't, I'm stuck with lots and lots of chocolate. And that is not a good thing. So make sure you get some on the way out. God bless you. Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to Victor Christian Center's audio podcast. We look forward to connecting with you on our social media or at FCCFMD.com.